1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Finnovate podcast. We're continuing our exploration of the Finnovate fall best of show winners. These are the companies that our audience in New York selected as having the best, most engaging technology on display. And today I'm talking with Anna Echevarin, the CEO of InfoCorp. Anna, thank you so much for joining me.
0: Thank you so much for inviting me. A pleasure.
1: So for people who haven't seen the demo video, and again, it's available at finivate.com, You can find all of them there. Uh, Will you start by giving us just a quick background on on what Infocorp is all about?
0: Yes, of course. Well, our mission is helping people love their bank. We've been doing this since 1994 through IC Banking, our digital channels platform that's already implemented in, in more than 40 banks in Latin America and the Caribbean. And we are helping people love their banks because we give them superior experiences uh, with our digital channels, right? And today, banks need to build loyalty through digital engagement. So that's why you need, as a bank, to have customers that love going to your application and, and your bank.
1: Yeah, I mean, I really do recommend anybody listening to watch that demo, because I think you really kind of have to see it to understand exactly um, how it all looks in, in the real world. But it's very impressive. And let's start by you know, taking a step back, because I think there's an underlying premise in your demo that existing bank apps don't give users the experience that they really want. You know, that there are some places where they could be doing better in your in your eyes. What are some of the areas where existing bank apps are falling a little bit short?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's true. I, I, I think that the main thing is that although there's a lot of talk about or around putting the customer in, in the middle, putting the user in the middle, uh, banks haven't managed to do that in their banking applications. For example, uh, banking apps don't speak the user's language. They speak the bank language uh and one example we showed in the demo is um movements financial movements you made a transaction you paid something are organized depending on the product right if you paid with your credit card then the movement is below the credit card and if you if you paid with your account then uh that's where it is so if if you need to look for something you should do it that way go product by product to find something and that you know why that's that's why that because uh banks store the information that way in the core banking. the database is that way but that's not the way we users think right i need to find something and it, it would be cool just to look for a movement right <laughs> uh i don't care where how that information is stored but the bank is is speaking their language or if you want to pay your friend if you want to send money to to a friend then first you need to decide does your friend have an account inside this bank is it a national account is it an international account so you need to go different ways because that's the way banks solve that with different systems right so you they are speaking their language not yours then we love to have things personalized but uh, personalizing the app is not painting the color the bank wants for my segment. Right? That, that's not me. That's how the bank um, thinks that I that I uh, want to to see myself. Uh, and then third thing is that banks have lots of information about customers about users, right? And they only show you things that happened in the past, while they could understand. What do you do? And they could anticipate your needs. They could become a kind of concierge, right? An advisor and they don't do that. So I think those three points are, are the main failures.
1: Yeah, and I think it's easy to see where that can happen. I mean, I, I've been talking for a long time about the disconnect between the language that fintechs speak and the language that banks speak. Of course, the language that banks speak and that their customers speak is really different again. And thinking about it from the standpoint, not of what do I as a bank need to try and do with this transaction, but more from the standpoint of what is my customer looking to accomplish? How much of this do they need to know? And really orienting it from their standpoint, obviously it's a little bit harder to do that because it requires taking the, the end and hiding it a little bit, but that's ultimately what customers are looking for. And I think that's a really huge piece. So, you know, uh, I think one of the other questions that you have, obviously, you know, you guys won Best of Show. You have a a, a solution that's really appealing to a lot of people in the Finnovate audience, but there's this disconnect between, you know, people agreeing that- it looks good. And, and this kind of motivation of people actually going and implementing it from the bank standpoint, let's talk about, you know, why this is actually a really big deal. What what a bank stand to lose if they aren't motivated to implement a solution that gives people this degree of experience?
0: Well, you know, they have a lot to lose because uh, we people have become used to make uh, almost everything online. Right. And Everybody, regardless of the age, of status, or whatever, has has during the pandemic, right, interacted with PayPal, Google, Amazon, Discover, Netflix, Amazon, and these organizations do a very good job digitally, right? They make you you can I don't know apply for a loan, uh, a credit card, make a payment, search very very easily. Uh, they keep track of what you do, so they. They, they can predict uh, your next purchase or what's the movie you want to watch, right? So across all industries, digital transformation has has happening and um, it has made things easier and, and saved a lot of time for everybody. So uh, if you want your customers to, to, to use your applications, then you have to give them the same experiences, right? Uh, at the same time, uh, a lot of... Uh, digital banks and 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 non uh, or uh, the big techs are offering lots of things so customers have a lot of options right so if you need loyalty you need your customers to use your applications then you have to give them these superior experiences you have to make their life easy simple more interactive so they, they actually want to interact with
1: you digitally. I think you're hitting on something which a lot of people have talked about. Obviously everybody's getting more comfortable using digital solutions for um, business transactions, not just obviously companies, but individuals who are using it for banking or for shopping or for whatever else. We saw a huge spike in a lot of activity had to move online. It was forced to move online. And now people recognize this is actually pretty easy, right? This is, this is great, we love these tools. Um, I think on the flip side, that does create a lot of pressure because people have these expectations now. If Netflix can understand what types of shows I like to watch and can start recommending me shows, then how come other service providers that are in my life can't do that? Um, and certainly a financial institution with the amount of data that they have, you would think would be in a really good position to be able to offer the, me kind of the, the personal experience that I want. Um, but I think we can also you know, give banks a little bit of a break here because it's really not easy to build a better app or I think everybody would be doing it, right? There are a lot of hurdles that are sort of specific to the financial services industry that make it more complicated than it seems in something like entertainment or something along those lines. Can you talk a little bit about the hurdles and challenges that you face when you're looking to build the platform that you've built?
0: Yeah, of course. Um, and 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 what to say is true. I mean, it, it was not that easy. The first thing that... The, the, banks have as a challenge is that they have very different profiles of users right and as they have lots of products the same bank has a user that only has a credit card and does does um, very little things with the bank and then they have prime they have customers who have them as their primary institutions some of them only get the salary there and have maybe a credit card and you have these users that not only they have you as a primary institution, but they have loans with you, they have investments with you, they, they have, I don't know, 20, 30 products, right? So how do you make a single app um, that serves all those profiles? And until now, what the banks are doing is having one app that tries to serve everybody and does not a great job for anybody. <laughs> but but it's difficult, right? So first thing we we studied a lot uh, data that we have from um, our forty implementations, right? Trying to understand how we could differentiate these people. I mean, what do they do different? And after a lot of time and, and, and analysis, we 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 saw that people behave very different. Uh, depending the amount of products, depending on how deep is their relationship with, with the bank, right? which was not a surprise, but we, we confirmed that. Um, so we started thinking, how can we make a, a single app because you, you cannot have like 50 applications. So how do we make a single app that, that adapts to this very, very different user profile? Then we started uh, looking at applications that people love, right? And, and seeing why they love them. We, we took a very deep look at at Instagram, that was one of the applications that, that people used a lot during the pandemic. We, and, and we understood that uh some things like the timeline, people love seeing things right happen in the past, in the future, and moving. Um from, from the past to the future, uh, the stories, how, how, do you, how do you show the, the information? And, and we started thinking, okay, so we need to have the Instagram of the apps. And that was our, our model for, for a long time. And then we looked also at Neobanks, right? And our payment applications, which are, we have very cool user interface. Uh, But we understood that that was possible because they have one product or one purpose, right? While now you have a bank that has many purposes, many products and many functionalities. So that's where the idea of having an application that adapted to each user came from. But it it took a lot of time and,
1: and analysis. Well, and you've hit something on the head here because I think if you look at something like an you know an Amazon, the experience, the customer experience at Amazon is relatively simple. Whether you're a one-time user or you know 50-time user, you come in, you find the product that you want you buy it that ships to your house, then repeat, right, as often as you want to. It really doesn't change the overall customer experience, how often you use it. From a banking standpoint, it really does. The amount of products that you have with the bank means that what you need out of an app is drastically different from, you know, that kind of one credit card customer to the 15 or 20 products customer and and obviously everywhere in between. And and I think that's a, a challenge that people don't necessarily think about as much, but trying to create that one experience that works for everybody is especially difficult when it comes to financial services, because there is such a disparity there. Um, I think we're coming up on on the end of our time. We've got about three minutes left and I want to get into this other really interesting question, which is, you know, the, the user behavior that you start talking about, because a huge part of what you're, uh, what you're building on is not necessarily the data around transactions, but around the user's behaviors. Can you talk a little bit about the types of behaviors that you are looking at when you're trying to figure out how you build an experience that is going to serve an individual?
0: Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, the, the first step was uh, understanding that the amount of products that, that you have sets a, a, a profile very different, right? Then once you have this amount this amount of, of products, uh, there are very different behaviors and, and patterns uh, that have to do with how um, good or bad is your risk aversion or how, how do you like to move your money, for example. Um, somebody would prefer, there are lots of people who, when they get the salary, like to pay all their due bills, right? So they can forget about that, get it out of their minds and get done. Some other people, uh, probably (laughs) most of us, uh, like to have the money in our account till the last minute, right? And pay your bills uh, when they are actually due. Uh, Some people like to usually pay the whole amount others the minimum amount and those uh little differences in behavior start setting you apart right in in in, in profiles right and it's very different how how they use the, the application some people like to automate transactions right they appreciate the bank when they say okay let's let's automate this payment you do it every month so let me automated for you and only send you a notification right uh some other people don't so and those little behaviors which banks understand and know because that's how the users behave in their platforms they are very easy to track right and they are very easy to understand so that's what we did
1: i think one of the other pieces here too is the behavior you're talking about the the data that you're collecting this is not really sensitive information this is not information that people would be reluctant to share if you you know these are just kind of my personal habits in terms of how i like to do business and you can see you know if you look at my bank to to your earlier point there is a long track record that says you know this is how greg likes to pay his credit card bill this is when he does it this is how much of it he pays at any given moment you know this is information which is there and it's not you know sensitive if you shared that with somebody else i would not be too upset about that. Not the same way that like I would be about something like transactional, you know, what I'm purchasing balances, things like that. This is the information that people obviously are really protective of with good reason, but the behaviors that they have is typically information that they wouldn't mind sharing as much, which I think is just fascinating. Um,
0: yeah, it so, is.
1: Uh, I'm afraid we have to leave it there, but it's been an absolute pleasure chatting. And, and again, for anybody who's interested, check out their video. Uh, Infocorp is the company you can find their video at Finivate.com along with all the other demo videos from Finnovate Fall 2021. Um, and Anna, thank you so much for taking the time to chat. No, it was a
0: pleasure, Greg. I, I would keep on if we had time. <laughs> yeah, there's so much more to discuss.
1: Good. Yeah, always. <laughs> yes, we always these always end too soon, but yes, thank you. <laughs>